Welcome to Miss Fee, the Storyteller Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who has lost their voice and want to get it back. I lost my voice at a very young age, and it took me years of pain and hurt to get it back. On this podcast, I will bring you personal stories that will make you laugh, cry, think, heal, and in some cases, propel you into making new and better choices. At the end of each story, I share with you my thoughts about what happened, and I ask you probing questions to make you think. No one is perfect and no answer is wrong. So let's get started today with my special guest. I am so excited to have Chris, Todd Christensen here. So Todd, welcome to Miss V, the Storyteller Podcast. Thank you, Ms. V. It is so great to be with you today. Great. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am an accredited financial counselor. I am a financial educator that works for a nonprofit credit counseling agency. Uh, and um, so, I mean, professionally, that's what I do is teach personal finance. I'm a father, husband. I got four great kids and uh, uh, enjoy chocolate. How's that? Ooh, so we can be friends. <laughs> that's, that's an easy favorite. one, right? <laughs> oh my God, I love chocolate. It's bad for you, but it's so good for you. Right. And all at the same time. So I know you listen to my podcast. So yes. what story resonated with you? What story are we going to talk about today? I would love to talk with you today about the uh, your, your story about purchasing your first home. Oh, yes. Yes. For those of you who have not listened to that story, you need to listen to that story because I really do help you when I tell you my first time buying a home. Let me give you a little background. <laughs> um, when I, I got a bonus from my job and I decided to buy a home after I went to New York City for a week. I mean, you got to spend money on yourself. So I went to New York. I had a great time. I came back and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to buy myself a home. But after I came out of that office talking to that realtor, I was like, this is going to be a lot more than I thought. So luckily one of my aunties, she allowed me to move in with her so that I would be able to save money and to be able to purchase my home. Well, I had so many, it was like walls just kept coming up. One of them was they told me I already owned a home. I said, I can't own a home. I'm a first time buyer. How am I? What happened was somebody put my social security number in wrong and whoever the social security number they had, they had a home. But the thing about that was the person who made the error was on holiday. I had to wait for her high pass to come back <laughs> to fix that. So then when I came, I had the inspector guy to come out, he came around and thank God he was nice because he found some things could have failed, you know, flunk, but he gave me some time. And he basically told me the person who owned the house was a handyman, fix it man. He could tell that he had taken bandage bandages and just fixed stuff. So he gave me some time to fix it. And then I had another problem. The day I was supposed to close, I called from the bank to find out, okay, how much money do I need to get this cashier's check for? She gave me the amount, got the check, went to close. I'm filling out paperwork and I'm noticing the amount on the check and the amount on the paper was different. So I brought it to everybody's attention. They all looking at each other and I'm looking at them like, what's going on? Well, the brilliant person who gave me that 
amount didn't flip the paper over to the other side so she could get the total amount. So the check was short, but the people who were selling their houses were nice and they gave me some time. I had to go to my father who did not like me buying a townhouse. He was not happy with me. I went through hell for a hundred dollars, y'all. That's all I was short was one hundred dollars. And this man treated me like it was a thousand. It was one hundred dollars. But he gave it to me. I closed when I came into my house. The the people who previously had owned the house had left a big bouquet of flowers for me because of everything that I had gone through. So you're going to have to listen to that story because there was some there was a lot of other things that happened, but those are the key things. So I wanted to have Todd on the show because Todd knows about this. So Todd, tell me, uh oh, I might have jumped ahead. What story? Did you say it was the homeowners ones, correct? Yeah, right. Okay. So what were your thoughts on that story when you heard it? Well, it really, it resonated with me. I, we were, uh, we're actually going through this process again ourselves. We've, uh, this would be our, uh, we're living in our fourth home right now. And uh, some of the, some of the things that you went through, I can completely remember dealing with uh, at previous uh, experiences. So, uh, and then there were some things in the, uh, that you went through. I thought, oh, I wish I had done this or I wish I'd tried that or that's such really? a good idea. Yeah. The, you know, I, the, the, your aunt, oh uh, you, you mentioned to her, she mentioned to you that she had to stop by. That was my realtor. Yeah. Oh, that was your realtor. Oh, was that yes. your realtor? It was my Oh, your realtor. aunt had let you stay with you. That's my, right. My aunt, my auntie let me stay with her and it was my realtor. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Let me tell them just that little bit part. Yes, please. Um, my realtor came to pick me up and we were driving around looking for a house. And she asked me if I mind if she would stop by one of her townhouses. She yeah. owned numerous um, townhouses. And what she did was she put a stipulation in it. She rented them out. And basically it said that she was able to come by any time to check on her properties. All she had to do was give them a call and she had it in their agreement. And that's what we did. We stopped by one of her properties. She went, knocked on the door. She walked around. When she came back, she told me, she was like, that is the reason why I put that in there because these people are taking care of my properties because they know that I would drop by anytime. So yeah. go ahead, Todd. Yes, that was so no, great that was, idea. That was great. And the idea, I think you mentioned how the idea of not selling your, your townhome when, mm -hmm. you were, when you were ready to move uh, that was something that I wish I had thought of much earlier that uh, I, for me, for whatever reason, I thought, oh, no, to be a landlord, to be a property owner, manager, that's for people who are, you know, old and 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 have millions of dollars. But uh, I, I, I love that idea. Um, and then I and then I, I totally you mentioned it already. I completely could relate with the idea that, or with the what your experience with the title company. Because when we bought this home, uh, I got a notification, email from the uh, the uh, attorney's office saying that apparently I owed, I owned a home uh, in New Mexico, across the country. Really? In New Mexico. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, but it wasn't my security number. It was just my name. 
And uh, we're we're living in the West right or in the East right now. And Christensen is not a super com uh, common name, although in the West it is everywhere. And so apparently they thought, oh, it's a Todd Christensen. It must be uh, must be the same one. <laughs> but all you had to do is look, uh, do a Google for my for that person in that address, and and it was completely different middle name. Obviously, no connection, but it delayed our our closing by I think a, a two or three days. Uh, because they just they they assumed that I owned a home somewhere. Well, at least the person won no holiday because I was yeah. hot. I was so yeah. upset. It was just sitting in a pile, and they told me that they couldn't do anything. It it sat on a pile, and my realtor she said, Valeria, you call every day. You call every day until they figure out what they're gonna do. And so finally, they got tired of me calling, and they was saying, they said, Miss Ma'am. She will be back in a few days, and I promise you that is the first thing I'm gonna have for you. <laughs> yeah. They were tired of me calling, but that's what my yeah. realtor told me to do. She said, "Oh my God, that makes me feel good." Not that it something happened like that, but when you are a first time buyer, oftentimes you think it's just you, you yeah. know. But when you hear other people go through, it's like Phew, it wasn't just me, yeah. you know. Oh my no. God! So I'm sure you have some stories about when you, um purchase your house yeah oh we uh you know we on our second home we had our first home we bought when we uh, we we got engaged and realized that we wanted to buy a home and so we uh, actually went through that whole process while we were and just as we were getting married and um but the second home my wife was uh probably seven seven and a half months pregnant and uh, she ended up delivering at eight months, just about, uh, well, very soon after, when, when we decided to buy this home. But I would say, don't go shopping for a home when you were seven to eight months pregnant. And, you know, everybody knows about this idea of nesting. And she was just looking for something. Wow. And she, she admits this. She, she knows be, because we moved into that home. It, she, I got a phone call at work. She says, hey. Found the home. She'd gone with her uh, with our sister-in-law. Found this home. It's on the corner lot, and it's a more valuable. You know, if it corner lots are more valuable, I don't know, but I just know it's a lot of extra lawn to mow that you don't ever get to use. Well, we moved in, and found out that there were no closets in the house except just a few small bedroom closets, but no like linen closet, no coat closet, no. Oh my god! Nothing, and uh, the kitchen was way smaller than she had had. I thought it was she looked at it just one time and so yeah uh it's like it's like I tell people don't go shopping for food groceries when you're hungry or stressed or in a hurry right don't take the kids yeah go together go a couple of times take your time make sure that it is what you want and uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a, a list of your uh, wants and needs and uh before you uh, decide on a home either well, what do you think about when people do the virtual, you know, if they're in different states? What is your what are your thoughts on that, that virtual thing when they show you? Because you can't really get, in my opinion, yeah. you can't get a really good feel. Like yeah. you said, your wife thought the kitchen was larger than it actually was. And she was yeah, actually and she was in there. The <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, this great question, because we're actually going through this right now. That's what we're doing. We're looking at homes in a different state. And so our uh, our realtor, we have actually we're looking at two different states. We have a realtor in, in that we're working with in two different states, and um, one of them, uh, they would both take us through a virtual tour with their phone, walk through the home, 
and we would say, Hey, look over there. How, how far is it from there to there? It's, it, you know, it's not ideal, but, um, it's, it's, it's not too bad. I'll tell you this one thing. Here's, <laughs> um, my wife has a very sensitive, uh, nose. Okay. And, uh, we, we decided on a home. We found this home. It was great. And they accepted, uh, uh, the offer, even though it was less than what we thought they would accept, but they accepted it. But they said, that's it. We're not going to, we're not going to do anything to it. If you find anything with the inspection. So we also, we, that made us think what's going on. We asked the, um, we asked, my, my wife saw a picture of cat bowls in one of the rooms. Oh, okay. And we started thinking, okay, what does that, why would they be so insistent we're not going to do anything? So we asked the realtor, did you notice any smells? He said, well, I, since COVID, I, I got COVID and I really don't have a great sense of smell. And so we wow. asked him, is there any way you could take somebody, a family member or another realtor, or end up taking his wife? with uh, and a couple of uh, teenage kids and went and looked at the home again. And the two floor, two rooms on the bottom floor had very strong uh, cat urine smells. Mm. And so that you got to, you just, I mean, all the senses, you can't just think about visual, which is what we were doing. You have to think about the, 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 the sense of smell. Is there weird smells in there? Okay. Are there, is it close to the freeway? How, uh, what kind of sounds are you going to hear? Uh, is it our electric, wire going close by so yeah it's it's the visual tour is is helpful but it doesn't replace being there and if you can't be there have somebody have somebody go and and look for or smell or listen for specific things you know i'm, I'm glad you said it. i never thought about the smell now in my story i do share about driving through the neighborhood because i wanted to know yeah. what the neighborhood was about so i drove through the neighborhood and they must have sent an email or sent a text chain that said, keep all the children inside, you know, because <laughs> somebody's trying to buy a house because there was no children. Yeah. And then, of course, there's always one nosy neighbor that, you know, tells them that he is. I love <laughs> the that. Neighborhood, the, na the, the neighborhood watch. The watch, right? Yeah. Yeah. I found him when I moved <laughs> in two doors or three doors down. But I, I had somebody thought, exactly in mind when you mentioned that. I'm like, oh, I know who that is in our neighborhood. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. amazing how all neighborhoods have it. But one of the things that um, that happened, and I didn't share it in my story, and I'm so glad you talked about the smells and all the different things. So um, I live close to the highway, but <laughs> luckily I can't hear anything because uh, you can't hear anything. They put one of those walls up because mm -hmm. we're so close. So luckily, you know, we don't hear anything. But I never thought about smells. I never thought about some of the things that you just said. The yeah. only thing I thought about was visually walk walking through the house. And one of the things that happened was after I moved in, the um, plugs upstairs, mm -hmm. none of them work. Oh, <laughs> none of I them. No, th they passed the inspection that when I did the inspection, he you know, took the little gadget, whatever it is, and he stuck yeah. them in and made sure that all the outlets in the bathrooms work. Yeah. When I moved in, they did not work. I could yeah. not plug one curling on in. It did oh my. not work. <laughs> and then what I did share my story was the refrigerator died a couple of days after I purchased. My house. Oh. No, it was a couple of weeks. 
because I Still. bought my house. I bought my house in November. By Christmas, I had no refrigerator. Uh, oh, Christmas time. Yeah. No. Yeah. So did you have any other like stories, bad stories? Because I want my listeners to hear because if someone's going out there to buy a house, I want them to hear these stories so they can think just like you grab some things from my story. I'm grabbing things from yeah. yours. Yeah, no, I, 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 we got several. Um, the very first home we moved into was right next to the community park, which we thought we we had when we got married. We each came with a little fi- with a five year old, and we thought this is perfect. Our kids can just go right out into the park, and we use we used used the park regularly, but it had a basketball court, and we didn't think at all about it. But the basketball court ended up being uh, from the corner of our bedroom to our our. Um, fence was about 10 feet. And from that fence to the corner of the basketball court was about another 10, maybe 15 feet. And every time somebody bounced a ball, it was like a bass drum in our, in our bedroom. And uh, you know, that it's fine during the day. We're not in there, but when we're getting ready to go to bed at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock and it's summertime and there's kids out there till 11 o'clock, you know, we had several times we had to say, you know, curfew was 45 or an hour ago, you guys. And so think about the amenities, but also are they too close? Are they, they have the downsides to them? So that was, that was, uh, that was a bummer because um, it was a nice, it was a nice, uh, nice little home that we had, but we outgrew it too quickly anyway. Well, in my case, speaking of the children, after I moved in, the email, text, whatever went out and said she bought the house, <laughs> let them loose. Let because them loose. those kids came out of the house. They came yeah. out of the house. I walked outside. I'm like, where, where did you come from? Especially by my mailbox. Yeah. It was like 30 kids hanging out by the mailbox. I'm like, where did y'all come <laughs> Where do you live? Do you live in this neighborhood? Because I, I came different times of the day and yep, night. Yep. And yep. I drove through it and I'm telling you, I felt like it was literally like they don't bring them out yet because she hadn't closed. She yeah. don't have the keys yet. And as soon yeah. as they saw me pull up with the, the truck, <laughs> let them loose. Yes. <laughs> it's true. I, that's a great point. You know, drive by at different times of the day, evening, because you, you might think, oh, these roads are perfect uh, you know, at, at, during the day. And maybe once uh, once everybody's home from work. Everybody's parking on on both sides of the road, and you can hardly even get your car through. Maybe, mm. yeah. So it's there's there's a that's not a bad idea. I'm sure it's, it sounds like you may have gone uh, when you first went. Must have been during school or something. It, you know, I did, <laughs> but I I did different times of the day. Really? I thought I was being smart. I even yeah, came right? by at night on the weekend. Nothing. Huh. I don't know. It wasn't well. <laughs> it was. You know what? The kids were out. Oh, the kids were out of school because I closed in November and they should have been on break for, yeah. you know, Christmas time. I don't know. One of those, yeah. Out. Yeah. Did you have any uh, anything else that happened to you and your wife? Yeah. Um, let me let me share uh, one more. Um, we When we moved out here in the East, we, we bought the home. We, we decided on a home virtually. And the home be, ended up being fine. But when we got out here, we had never been to this area before. I'd never been here. We'd driven through, I shouldn't say that. We drove through the freeway. Um, but when we finally got out here and we drove to the neighborhood, we realized it, it's too far away. It, it's too far away from downtown. We like the green area. We love the greenery that where we found where we found the home, but 
uh, we we wanted it to be close enough to schools and to shopping and all that. But we had already put earnest money down, mm. and uh, that was probably the hardest financial decision we had to make. It was certainly most costly. That we decided we were going to uh, we were going to give up that money rather than being in a home where that we where didn't we didn't want to be. Really? Yeah. Um, oh. So that was that was a real learning lesson. So now that we're going through this a second time. We're being much more careful about where we're looking, you know, what is it close to the schools that we want? Is it close to our church? Is it close okay. to activities and parks and things like that? Or is it too far away? And you can do a Google search. Is that oh, correct yeah. now? And Google will oh, yeah. tell you which school is the closest. It tells you mm -hmm. all those different things. Because um, when I used to work in the school system, um, I had to do a Google search for uh, um, one of the students. We were trying mm -hmm. to find what a student lived. What I can't remember what the situation was, but when I yep. went into Google search, I was so surprised. And I also found out that they showed the house. Like you can yeah. do a Google search and it'll show you the actual house. If you put mm -hmm. the address in, I'm like, you know, what did they, big brother is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it, right? It's yeah, like, you can. It's, it's actually really... It, in these kind of circumstances, it's great, right? There are ever there's concerns about uh, um, about privacy, but you know Google does uh, have uh, programs that blank out people's uh, faces and and um, license plates and things. But uh, yeah, and, and tools like Realtor.com or Zillow.com or Redfin, all these uh, real estate uh, searching tools. They also will list, they might list right there on their, on the page. You look up, you look up the house and on the page, it'll say here, the, here's the elementary school you would go to middle mm. high school. Uh, here, click on here to see a street view and you can click on it and it'll drop you right in front of the house. You can use it, use your mouse or, and, and turn each way. So you get an idea of, is it uphill, downhill? Cause we love, you know, we love, we love hills and, um, so we're like, okay, it looks like it's on a slant. So this is, we're kind of liking this, but uh, it's, they've got a lot of great tools now to, to make it less intimidating when, if you're buying and not there to begin with. So how do you recommend going about it? Since you've been through this a couple of times, since you've moved from one state to another, how, what have you learned? What, what is it? Okay. This is what I'm going to definitely do. Yeah. And this yeah. is what I'm most definitely not going to do. From yeah. state to state. Well, uh, first, first of all, and this is for all house buying opportunities or occasions. This is not just state to state, but one, make sure you uh, make sure you don't don't make your decision based on what the lender says you can afford. Right? You go in, you give you okay. give your all your information to the lender, and and they they say, okay, you we're going to qualify you for X amount of dollars, a, a mortgage this size. And most people are like, wow, that's a lot bigger than I thought I could qualify for. But remember that that they're not the ones having to live your life after buying the home. And so you might not be able to afford that payment. So make sure you understand what your budget is before you uh, go get qualified, what, you're, uh, uh, what you can afford uh, every month. But uh, going from, from one state to the, to the next, um, I would, I'd highly recommend you... Uh, at least drive through an area if you can. If you can't be there, 
then use multiple tools. Don't just use one tool. You know, I, I, like I mentioned, uh, Realtor. Don't just go to Realtor. Go to Zillow. Go to Redfin. Go, go to all these other sites. Um, do as much lookup as the neighborhood as you can. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it known for? I, in fact, I go in and I look. Uh, I, I find out what the neighborhood's called. I look it up and see what see what it's uh, if it's been in the news re recently, oh, and that can be for positive or negative. Both. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah, that's a hey, good there's that's a great idea. Yeah, there's been some events, maybe community events that have been held at the local park. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Or, you know, some other not so great things that might happen in the neighborhood that um, you can you can you can learn a lot, but but don't just get stuck on one tool. Use a variety of tools because they'll they're each of them will focus on one thing and, and might ignore some of the others. I do I have a question now. So yeah, when yeah. you Okay, so once you and your wife decide on the house, do you don't do any financial things? Then do you wait until you get there, and so you could actually see the house and walk through and make sure? Or is it one of those things when you purchase online, you have to do all of that, and just hopefully when you get there, it's what you expected? Yeah, you you can do it both ways. Uh, it depends on the market, but in, in many of the markets, you know, we're looking to to move to um, to Idaho or to northern Utah, where the market is the home. Most homes are on the market right now for a, couple, a week, if you're lucky, before oh, wow. they uh, get a, an offer and are off the market. So uh, you 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 have to, in our case, we have to be all pre-qualified. And ready to make the offer after we have done uh, research, usually one or two days of research on a home that we look we look at, and it's it's been tough. We we've already looked at like five different homes and got our hopes up. Some of them uh, we, we're like, okay, we're ready to make an offer on it, and just the day before we're about ready to make an offer, it, it's off the market. And another one, we make an offer, and and then we find out that it's there's it's not what it says. It, it's so, but we. We did all the financing ahead of time when we moved out. All the, uh, we worked with a national lender, and um, uh, you can work with a local lender in the area where you're moving to. I, if you're going to do that, I uh, recommend you talk to somebody on the phone or or do it there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's that it is the risk, but you know I've uh, I've been buying our um, cars online since 2000 and. Really? 2005. Yeah. So, and, and we've loved every car we've had done enough business, um, doing that enough that I'm, we're more comfortable doing that online. Now home is much larger than a car. Yeah. <laughs> and I've mentioned some of the downsides, but we're, we're learning. Yes. Yes. We've lost uh, some earnest money. Yes. We ended up not kind of moving out here, not having a place to stay for uh, five weeks. So it was expensive, but you know, we got through it learning, mm -hmm. less, lesson learned, and um, we're ready to make a better decision the next time. That's good. That's really good. I'm glad, you know, that you're learning and that you're sharing with other people because yeah. that's what I like to do when I learn something. That's one of the reasons why I shared that story because I'm like, I know people are going to buy houses. And, yeah. you know, if they listen to my story, just like you gain something from the story, that's, that is my hope. But yeah. one last thing I want to tell you, if I don't know if you've had this to happen to you, I, you cannot pick your neighbors. 
And I'm sure we all, I want you to think of a neighbor story because I'm going to share a neighbor story with you. And I want you to think of a neighbor story. Okay. So, and it is on my podcast. It, it's up there, the neighbor. I can't think of the neighborhood. Neighbor, it's something like the neighbor from hell or whatever. My new neighbor, he had a dog and that dog would not stop. Barking. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. And the thing about it was, he, I know he heard the dog barking. If I could hear it in my house, I know he heard it. So one night, I even moved over to my guest, one of my guest bedrooms mm. to get some peace and quiet and the dog was still barking. So I decided if I had to be up and he could sleep through his dog barking, let's see if he can live through me beating on his wall with a hammer. I bought, I got a <laughs> hammer <laughs> and I beat the wall and oh. it worked. It was like five minutes and I was just taking the hammer and I was just beating the wall. Oh. He got up and the dog got quiet. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this works. So every I call animal control. I couldn't get any help. I called my homeowners association and and yep. all of that. And you know, they give you the run out. I said, okay, I'm gonna take things in my own hand. And I just beat that wall. Yeah. Until, <laughs> until yep. he got up. I was like, we everybody gonna be up. Me, you, the dog, everybody. And I just boop, 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 and it worked. So yeah. do you have any neighbor stories? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I we have a few. Everybody, everybody's gonna have one, right? We've generally really loved our neighbors. We love our neighbors now. Uh I'll, I'll share one and, and it's hilarious. We, we love this neighbor. Um, but she, when we were apparently still pretty new here and she didn't know us very well, um, we were, I, I'm sitting here, I, I work in the back of our, our home, uh, kind of a sunroom type of four season room, whatever you call it. And lots of windows and when, and I had the windows open and my wife had come out to, to, uh, to talk to me for a bit. And she looked down and said, there's something moving in our backyard and it's, it's a pretty new, backyard area and there's a, a creek or river that runs down on the other side of it and we looked out and it was a tortoise and it wasn't a little turtle like this it was that oh my. the shell was that big at least and we go out there and we got our two teenage boys my, uh, and it must have been right after school and they're like what do we do well let's feed it and they we looked it up and so Hopefully it's okay. We fed them. We tried to get them to feed, to, to have banana. And so, anyway, we're out in the backyard and it's kind of a shared open area for everybody. And so all four in this townhome can see it. And we found out that our neighbor had seen us out there putting food on the ground, but she didn't see the turtle. And she had called the homeowners association president and said, there is, there's, there's some crazy people out offering food to gods and doing some oh, ritual no! stuff. <laughs> he shows up like, what are you guys doing? Like, Look at this cool turtle. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh my God. That is hilarious. Like, really? That's, that is funny. The things that, that come to mind when you don't know what's going on, I guess. But, uh, no, yeah, we, we love her and, and our other neighbors. We, we all are having a good time. I'm sure you laugh about that a lot we because do. that would be every barbecue, <laughs> every Christmas <laughs> gathering. I need to tell you about what happened when we first met her, which yeah, she right. did. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't go in the backyard and uh, put food on the ground without letting her know. What she say? You're worshiping gods, the food <laughs> gods. Sort of, some sort of, uh, it was, uh, you know, and it looked, we were all three of us, all four of us kind of huddled around something and we had food and we were putting it on the ground. And, she didn't see the turtles. Who knows what it looked like? 
<laughs> wow. So we um, right now, what we're going to do is answer some of the questions. So in um, my podcast, at the end, I always tell you my thoughts. And then we I ask you questions. So the first question is, and I think we may have answered it, but let me just um, read mm-hmm. it. If you are a homeowner, what was your experience like purchasing your first home? First home. Our first experience was pretty good. Uh, it, we, it was a new home. We were having it built together. Um, I was a, I was self-employed at the time. My wife was working full-time, so um, I couldn't even use my income or credit, uh, which probably back then it wasn't so good anyway. Uh, but it, it went well. We had, a, we had a good experience. We got to go and, and take the little four- and five-year-olds and look at the house as it was getting built and imagine, okay, this is your room and here's where we're gonna, and we got so excited. It was, it was a fun experience for, for all of us. That's good. Well, you all heard about my first experience. So we won't even talk about it. You had to go listen to that, <laughs> that story on my podcast to find yeah. out everything. And then my second question was, what were the lessons that you learned, if any, from the yeah. first home, not from the other ones? From the, the first, first home. What lessons the- did you learn? Yeah, be aware of the what where it is in the neighborhood. We made sure it was on a cul-de-sac, but it was right next to that basketball uh, court. And um, we just didn't even think about kids being up until 11, 12 o'clock at night, making a lot of noise just 10, 15 feet from our, our window. So project yourself into the future and say, what is life going to be like when this whole neighborhood is full? Wow. Well, one of the main lessons that I learned is one of the ones that you took, and I'm glad that I shared that part of it, is when I purchased this town, my townhome, I said that it was not going to be my permanent home. It was going to be a rental property. Mm-hmm. And I learned from my realtor. I got that from her and she had several and I learned about putting that stipulation in when you're renting it out that I'll be able to stop by just, you know, a 24, I think it was 24 hour notice. And I would just call and you just pop up. There's no date in it. It just says that every three months, I think it was every three months, I'm allowed to just pop up. And I, I'm like, I think that is such a great idea because it helps them to keep your property from tearing up. And mm-hmm. she she was in there for a few minutes. She didn't like pop in and come back out. No, she was in there for a few minutes. So I know that she walked around and she looked at things. I'm like, that is a lesson I have never forgotten. And yeah. I like the flowers. I love the uh, the flowers thing. I I, I, I love that, that too. Yeah. It was that nice. And it was a card in the inside. And I said, this is such a great, like a, it's it's just such a nice thing for somebody to do, even if it, you yeah. know if it doesn't go well. Like in my case, I had it, but the fact that she they left the flowers for me in a car. I mean, I walked in, I was like, oh my god! And it was a big. It wasn't like three flowers. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I just thought oh, that's that was nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that struck me as very nice. I thought, oh, I could that'd be fun. That'd be nice to do for the for whoever buys our home next. Yeah, just to leave, you know, some flowers to say, you know, we had so much, we love this home. We hope you enjoy it as much as you do. And I think it was something um, that, because I know I found out that she, they use this house as a rental property and they decided they didn't want to do it anymore. So they were selling it and it really meant a lot to them. So, yeah. Uh. Yeah. But this has been so nice, Todd. Thank you so much for agreeing. It's been to come such a pleasure. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think people are going to gain some out. Is there anything else that you would like to share with my listeners about whether it's just purchase a home or financially getting themselves prepared? Is it something that, you know, you would like to leave with them to help them in their sure. journey? Sure. I will. I'll, I'll put this offer out to anybody who wants it. You know, I work for a nonprofit and one of the things we offer is a free credit report analysis. And which is a huge, you know, you want to make sure that your credit is ready so that you can get the lowest interest rates, meaning you can you can pay the least amount of money over time. So, yeah, through uh, through our, our website, if, if anybody wants to sh uh, visit us at moneyfit.org, uh, moneyfit.org, um, they can set up a free consumer uh, credit report analysis with me. And I'm happy to do that. And now what the analysis do you, if it's like um, really, really bad. Do you give them ideas? Do you help them to figure out how to bring the scores up? Or you just mm -hmm. give them the analysis like some people and just leave you hanging? <laughs> uh, I am a financial educator. So okay. I that, at that That's point, I, I am going to offer some education. And um, most states, you can't give personalized individual advice without being a certain uh, licensee or, or being a uh, register with a certain place, but I give plenty of plenty of financial education about how to build your credit um, and what generally works, what generally doesn't. And we talk about everything that's on your credit report. Awesome. That is great. Thank you so much. And I will make sure I have that inf that information in the description. So you could just leave the, I'll make sure the website or whatever is in there. Yep. So if someone wants to reach out to you, um, they can. So again, Todd, thank you so much for coming on. I am so glad that we talked about this story because I know people are going to gain a lot from it. I mean, they're going to learn from both of us. You know, I've learned from you for my next house. I know about the smells because mm -hmm. I'm like your wife. <laughs> I, if I walk in, as soon as I smell something, nope, turn around, I'm out. <laughs> I'm sure. That was a whole like, history, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It's so smart. So Thank you again. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I pray that this episode will make you think about your memories and how they have impacted your life. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, or you can email me at Val Elliott at gmail.com. That is V-A-L-I-S-O-N-E-L-L-I-O-T at gmail.com. You can also email me if you would like to support Miss V the Storyteller podcast. It is a lot that goes into it. So financial support would be amazing. All right, friends. Thanks for listening. Bye.